0: You're listening to The Bookstack with Annie, Nia, and Sydney.
1: Hi, friends. Welcome to the 16th chapter of The Book Stack. I'm Annie. I'm Sydney. And I'm Nia. The fall season is full of pumpkin spice, cinnamon, cooler weather, and sweaters. These outside changes make many readers look for a change in books and the speed of plot lines people are getting ready for hallmark christmas movies so why not move towards hallmark-esque books the genre of co- cozy mystery typically fits this bill the plots are quick and fun-filled the characters are easy to love or hate and their arcs are satisfying The mystery is complete and easy to follow. Cozy mysteries are sometimes series and sometimes standalones, but they make the reader feel good. So get ready to find some titles to read while curled up under a blanket, holding a warm drink and feeling the feels of fall. Sydney, will you get us started?
0: I would love to get us started. So I did not have like a massive group of oh, I need to talk about this book or I need to talk about this book. Because until you two were both like, yeah, we should talk about cozy mysteries. I was like, what is a cozy mystery? Because I just read mystery. I just read the adult mystery.
1: It is also a fairly new idea.
0: That's true. Yeah. It's it's a new subgenre.
1: Yeah. Within the last couple of years. There are some before, but most of them are within the last five years.
0: Right. And- one of my good friends loves cozy mysteries, and she buys all of the ones that have like the the food names. Oh, like there's the, so many i and uh, so I can't even come up with one because they're it's like a diet. They're a just dozen. so
2: prevalent. You can't yeah, come up with one <laughs> like There's I think coffee ones and cake ones and yeah, all of ones.
0: the dessert ones. and uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And so that was all I had been exposed to prior to diving into cozy mysteries to see what do I actually like and what would I actually want to recommend to our friends on this stack? And so I veered away from a lot of the covers of <laughs> typical cozy mysteries. Fair. That's okay. That's okay. Because I, as much as I love a good pun, some of them were just too corny for me.
1: Some of them are just so... Just I couldn't. A lot. I a lot. I, there,
0: there's so much to unpack on those covers. And they yeah. they look like they're for like 50 year old spinster women that just sit with their cats and and stare out the window watching the snowfall. And I don't want to be that person.
2: Fair. I think I've seen covers that look just like that. Uh-huh. With cats I know what they look like. Yeah, or, uh,
0: so I found a cover that intrigued me and I read the back and the plot intrigued me and I read the book and the book didn't suck. So that's going to be my first one. It's called The Secret Book and Scone Society. It's by Ellery Adams and it came out in 2018. It is now, even though it came out in 2018, she has been publishing like at least one a year. The book already has five in the series. Yeah, these come out
1: super fast. I mean, they're
0: not big books anyway, but, but she is publishing like a fiend. Anywho, the story follows Nora Pennington, who owns a bookstore in Miracle Springs, North Carolina. I Googled it. That place does not actually exist. I was hopeful. My hopes were <laughs> dashed.
1: But there are places in some of these books that do exist.
0: Yes. yes. But this is not one of them. <laughs> Darn. I know. Because it sounded like a really fun town. I was really excited. Hopes were dashed.
1: Anyway. Sorry.
0: Strangers flock. Thank you. Strangers flock to Miracle Springs, hoping that the natural hot springs, the comfort scones, the renowned Spock can cure their ills. If none of that works, they work their way to Miracle Books where they tell Nora their story or their woes or their woe is me. And in return, she chooses a carefully chosen book. It's usually more like a carefully chosen stack of books that she has them purchase. It's a problem. I mean. Good she's, problem. She's it's like It's a us. great problem to have.
1: <laughs> she's like us. She is like us.
0: <laughs> but that's what Nora's special talent is. She prescribes the perfect novel to ease a person's deepest pain. It worked for her after a car accident that nearly took her life. So now she does it for others. Okay. A visiting businessman reaches out for guidance. But before he can keep their appointment, he's found dead on the train tracks. Ooh. This is all happening in the first, like, two chapters. I'm spoiling nothing.
2: <laughs> right. No, usually with stuff like this, they have, you have a lot of setup, especially with the first book in the series. Yeah, so. yeah. that's yeah, yeah. one
1: of the signs of the genre is. Yes. Everything that you read in the synopsis or on the back cover Happens seems like it would be a spoiler, but it's really <laughs> it's not three pages.
0: Exactly. So the cops declare a suicide and move on. But the four women who were the last to see him alive all feel differently. They all decide that there is no way it could have been a suicide and they're determined to prove that he didn't kill himself. So Nora and the three other women form the Secret Book and Scone Society. It's a group of damaged souls yearning to earn redemption by helping others. That is a quote from the back of the book. I like it. That's how the book describes them.
2: I like it. This sounds amazing.
0: (laughs) As a declaration that they truly trust one another, since at the beginning of the book, they're either strangers or barely acquaintances. They decide that they have to divulge their deepest, darkest secret and that terrible truth that brought them each to Miracle Springs in the first place. And that if they all know each other's deepest, darkest secret... They can trust each other. So, in any
1: other book, I would wonder, oh, what's what's going to happen? Yeah, How it feels this gonna like this combined? is going to be blackmail, yeah, right? No, but knowing this is a cozy mystery,
0: you feel safer. I feel yeah. so much
1: safer, and that they're going to bond over these things.
0: Honestly, it really is just a plot point to get all of the backstories from the different characters. Mm. I like it though. I mean, it's a great way to to do yeah, that yeah and you you they don't tell all of their stories all at once you have to read the book to get like this person's story and then they do something else and then they get this person's story and
1: okay, and okay. the, the like four that. stories
0: are are woven through the whole book so as a team they decide that they have to uncover the truth behind this businessman's demise and they meet to discuss their findings after each day or after each few days in nora's bookstore under the guise of having a book club to keep the police from sniffing around
2: okay i like it
0: so they start to untake. clubhouse yes in a se- well and the the bookstore is actually a train depot so the okay. the checkout the book checkout is actually like the ticket counter for oh, cool. the train station wow okay. so, like i said i wanted to go to this place it's uh-huh. really fun and i was uh-huh. so sad it wasn't real darn but They start to untangle this web of corruption and they discover their own courage and their purpose and this sisterhood that starts carrying them through every challenge, proving that it's never too late to turn the page and start over
1: oh it. you went from food puns to i went to, puns to heartfelt book puns i love
2: I this Aww. it sounds so warm i, and I fuzzy told you though. i do
0: love a good pun you do and this is a series you said this is a series it's currently five okay. it doesn't seem Whoa. like there is going to be a stop like it seems it's like she's going to be the new there's currently five books in the series i think i think she's going to be the next Joan fluke the next you know oh, where sure. it's just like that giant series of she's a good I writer went-
1: she did I a good job. I liked it. Debbie McComber. Uh-huh. That's who I was thinking this was going to become the next of. Mm. I
0: don't know who that is.
1: That's okay.
0: I'm assuming she's a cozy mystery writer.
1: She's a cozy mystery from uh, the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, who owns cool. a yarn store in real life. Oh, but you guys love yarn. I know.
0: It's so great. My second book is The Botanist's Guide to Poisons and Parties by Kate Kavari. It, it came out in June of 2022. So it just, just barely came out. It this is
1: all amazing. my amazing yeah places <laughs> like parties <laughs> plants <laughs> everything okay so this book
0: there. not only did it just barely come out in june it did so well that they have already pre-order scheduled for book two to come out in june 2023 oh wow,
1: wow. so you can so already I actually order i have
0: already months. pre-ordered the next book that's coming out in june Wow, there is already a premise for it. Like Kate Kavari is a fantastic writer. The book that that just came out, The Botanist Guide to and Parties, is her first ever book. It's her debut novel.
1: Good for her. And
0: I am impressed as hell. She is okay. really, yeah, really good. Adding so to my list, you need to. You need to. This book was honestly, it was a cozy mystery without feeling like it fit into all of the shoehorns, right? Like it sure. didn't feel like a super cozy mystery but there wasn't any significant violence. There wasn't any, you know, major sex or anything that kind of turns it from a cozy mystery to a mystery thriller. Mm-hmm. It kind of had this really well-balanced feel of it sits in the middle for a, a good teeter-totter.
2: Okay. I like It takes that.
0: place in London, 1923. It's at university college is, is kind of the main setting. So 1923- University College, definitely a boys club. But Saffron Everly is determined to make her mark and become a full-fledged botanist for the university like her father. Right now, though, she's stuck as a research assistant to Dr. Maxwell, but he sees her value and he does his best to help her grow and and train her. And so that's kind of cool. The very beginning of the book, there's a dinner party and Dr. Henry's wife is poisoned and falls into a coma. I really like that she didn't just die from the poisoning. And she doesn't like she never actually dies in the book. She actually wakes up. Okay, And I like that it wasn't a murder that she was solving. It was a poisoning. Like, how can I solve this poisoning? And it kind of just okay. gave it a, a fun little twist where it wasn't a murder that was being solved and it felt new and fresh and different. But despite the fact that the police are handling it and they're, they're not... Bumbling around. Like they're actually doing a pretty good job. Every time she runs to the police with something to tell them what she's discovered, they're like, Yeah. And they tell her how they solved it with police investigations already. Like they'd already come to the same conclusion. And despite the fact that they're handling it, she has taken it on herself to solve this poisoning because Dr. Maxwell, her mentor, is being implicated for the crime. And she is terrified of losing him because her dad is dead and he's the only real father figure she has. So she dives in head first to take on this poisoning herself and she drags her love interest into the thick of it with her and i really love the writing in this book because saffron is really smart about plant stuff anything that has to do with botany she's really smart but she's also really dumb when it comes to other things in the world and i love that it (laughs) i it's my favorite part because she dives in head first and she just kind of is like you you feel this personality of just like, I have to solve everything. And she does something. And then they're like, why did you do that? It was dumb. We should have done this. And she's like, oh, you're right. That would have been better. It didn't occur to me. So she's more realistic than just like, I do all the things and I do them perfectly. Exactly. Exactly. She's good good at one thing. She's good at botany (laughs) and everything else. She's so naive. And it's really kind of fun to watch her struggle with being really good at one thing and trying to figure out how she can fix stuff with the one thing she's good at. That's awesome. So, I love the writing. I love her backstories that Kavari creates because all of her characters feel like they have a bit of backstory to them, not just the main character. Like the love interest that Saffron has is a war veteran from World War I. And so anytime he hears a thunderstorm, you see him cringe and, and flinch. Mm -hmm. And you have like this backstory built in and you don't find out why he's cringing and flinching until halfway through the book. And you're like, oh, you have PTSD. That makes sense. But they didn't have that word to describe it. So she doesn't use that word. Right. You know. Oh, that's cool. So I just, I like that the romantic side plot doesn't take over the book. But as much as we know how much I love romance, I still found myself rooting for the two of them to be together because it wasn't overly sickly sweet. And it it wasn't overly unrealistic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So cool. I really, I just really enjoyed it. I thought the writing was really well done. And of the books I've read in the last few months, that one is probably at the top of my list.
1: Wow. And you've already pre-ordered the second one.
0: I have. I have. And I'm very excited for that one to come out.
1: Wow. That's high praise. Oh. Annie, what about you? What are you, what did you read? I feel like this is my genre. I finally found it.
2: Awesome. <laughs> woot woot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: As I was reading these, I thought I was trying to write these when I was in college, but it wasn't a thing yet. What? So I've, I've found <laughs> my people, which is always a good feeling. The first one that I read is called Arsenic and Adobo, and it's nice. a series. Mm-hmm. Okay. The first one came out in 2021 and books two and three came out this year or are coming out this year. So it's awesome. A cozy mystery series, picking up steam, coming out fast. Love it. Yeah. And it's a Filipino protagonist, nice. which I didn't expect with the word adobo. I I immediately went Mexico. I didn't go to the Philippines. So that was a happy surprise. Cool. Yeah. So the Filipino protagonist, here it comes. She came home from school. She broke up with her boyfriend. She's back in the family restaurant. And I think in the first couple of paragraphs of the book, it's first person narrator The first couple paragraphs, she even says all these things. And then she says that she ran into her ex-boyfriend in the street because she caught his dog after it came off leash. And then she says that it sounds too much like a Hallmark movie. (laughs) And I thought, way to lean into the trope. Good job. (laughs) I like it. And then she says something like, just kidding. I mean, I did actually run into my ex-boyfriend, but and then she goes on and on. So she is working at her aunt's kitchen her aunt that raised her. So it's a family restaurant where they serve Filipino food and all of the aunts help out the God aunts and the blood aunts. Everybody's hanging out there all the time, commenting on her looks, commenting on why she isn't married, commenting on all the things that would
0: get frustrating
1: to read or to be. Yes. Yes.
0: (laughs) Cause as someone who does not have a special someone in my life, I constantly have people being like, so are you dating? What are you going to do about that? Yes. Like they think that I have to have someone in my life in order to be complete. Yeah. And so to, to read something where that person is constantly getting harped on, I feel for them.
1: And it actually talks about that because she's Filipino And her best friend is Indian. They actually talk about how her friend's older brother is always exceeding expectations. And then her job as the afterthought child, they bring that up that she's the afterthought child, that her job is to just please the family. Nope. And Lila feels the same way. You know, the boys can go off and get these high paying jobs, but it's my job to be here and help with family restaurant. I can't even open my own because that's not my role as the daughter in a Filipino family. Mm, okay. It makes me
0: frustrated. Keep going. And it's
1: brought up because that is sometimes the Asian culture, you know, Southeast or Southwest, that's the culture. So that is brought up, which is good to see that it's also grounded a little bit in reality of culture. And of course she's back in her small town. So people are trying to set her up with their, you know, their children and people from high school and all that. So she is fulfilling her destiny by coming home.
2: Mm, And her
1: ex-boyfriend continually shows up at the restaurant and is a super jerk. And he's a restaurant critic. And so he keeps eating the food, but then being a jerk about it. And she talks about his clothes and he is the worst dresser ever. He wears like khaki cargo pants and oversized athletic jerseys. And just, I know, I know he just, Mm. I just want to punch him in the face. I do. And then eats all their food and then says it's terrible in his hockey jerseys that are five sizes too big. And one day he comes in and he's eating the food and then he really likes something that he's eating. And then he face plants in the food and dies. Yes. Again, this is like the first five pages. Victory. <laughs> yeah. He dies in his plate of food. And I then. Feel good about
0: this now. I feel much better.
1: Right, you feel good about it. So then she goes (laughs) after the police come and everything, she goes next door to the coffee shop, gets her best friend, and they start sleuthing out why he died, how he died, because it couldn't have been their food, because their food is amazing and they don't kill people. And they just get in usually a hallmark of a protagonist. I don't kill people, I swear. Right. My (laughs) food doesn't kill people. I love people. And then her best friend's brother gets involved as the family's lawyer, and everyone thinks they should start dating, and it just goes on. This fun little fun little mystery solving journey, mystery solving journey. Yes. And of course, she wants to open a restaurant through all of this with her best friend because her best friend is really good at making drinks and she's really good at making food. And they would have a lawyer. And so they should just make this happen. And they would have a lawyer. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> they have everything they need between the three of them.
0: <laughs> I can so, cook.
1: She makes drinks and we have a lawyer. And we have a lawyer. We can figure out all of our tax stuff. Restaurant we'll never complete. Trouble. As long as we don't feed arsenic, we'll be fine.
2: Yes. Ideally.
1: Ideally. So the oh. book is fun it's simplistic, but it fills all all the needs for all the feels. Okay. I liked that it was Filipino in the beginning of the book. On the first, before the story even gets started, there is a glossary with definitions and pronunciation guide. Oh, helpful! Which is super helpful because there are a lot of dishes in this book that I don't know how what's in them or how to pronounce them. There sure. are familial terms that are thrown out there, aunt. God aunt in Filipino terms, I don't know. Part of the pronunciation guide, one of the words that's thrown out is actually their family name, which I thought was really smart. Yeah. Because a lot of times I read books and I'll come across a word that I don't know. And I don't know if it's their last name, if it's a type of food, if it's a place. So that was really helpful to have in there. I like that the author did that, that she knows what she's doing. And like I said, books two and three have already come out. So I will be reading those. Awesome. That's great. What I like about this book too is just, the ex-boyfriend is such a jerk. He's such a jerk. So
2: you're you you're sad he died where he died, but you're not sad he died.
1: I'm sad for the restaurant because now no one wants to eat at it because someone died there. Right. Yeah. Like that's a problem. But I'm cool with him being dead. I'm fine with that. He's not a tragic victim. Not at all. Not at <laughs> okay. all. He was a piece of work. <laughs> and his dad is the he's their landlord. Thank you oh, for the, of the restaurant. he is. Yeah. And so now I'm like, mm, did he kill his son so that he could close down their restaurant? Is he also a jerk that wears khaki cargo pants? I don't know.
0: Let's be clear. Just because you wear khaki cargo pants doesn't oh, make no. you a jerk.
1: It does not make you
0: a jerk. <laughs> Thank you. I, I just want to make there. sure like we might have listeners that like khaki no, cargo pants.
1: No. If you wear khaki not cargo calling pants, you jerks. just don't, just wear them don't eat food and then write bad reviews about it. Like, be honest about the food that you eat. If you like it, say nice things. It's fine.
0: I think honesty is always the best policy.
1: I agree. Yes. I agree. So the second book that I read is titled Dial A for Aunties, and it came out in 2021. The second book came out in 2022, and this the whole series is called Aunties, Okay. and it's Dial A for Aunties is the first one, and then the second one is... B for something, and then it's going to go C for something else, D all the way through the alphabet.
0: Okay. What happens when they get to book twenty-seven?
1: They pick up another alphabet that has different letters in it, or start right. over. We go globally here.
0: I like that. I like global implications. Let's do it.
1: <laughs> I like that. I had an answer for that immediately. <laughs> I I'm proud, honestly. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. So this right, one so Chinese Indonesian. I went really proud
0: went with, of
2: myself. With aunties and not US-based. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You had an auntie theme. I did. Huh. It didn't occur to you that you
0: had an auntie theme, did you?
2: It did not. No.
1: Thank you. Thank you. That's interesting because I don't have a group of aunties that follow me around and tell me how to live my life. I have aunts, but not this like close-knit. Maybe that says something about what I'm missing in my life.
0: I don't have any either if it makes you feel better. Yeah
1: need to get me some of those. Listeners, if you want men. to be
0: our aunties, just let us know.
1: <laughs> we could start a group. Taking applications.
2: Yep. I I can tell you I do have some aunties. They are yeah. fantastic and supportive, but they don't hover. So it's like the best of all worlds.
1: Yeah. You do. That's you what you I do want. I don't want aunties, them to. Hover. I, do. I do not want them to hover, but I want them to be supportive. And these mm-hmm. ones super are. So in dial A for aunties, it's Chinese Indonesian, and the girl's name is Madeline. She works with her aunts. And a catering business, notice the food again, and her mom, oh, her sweet mother, sets her up on a blind date. Hmm. And this happened over the internet. And she tells her, she says, I found you a date and he really wants to cook you dinner. And he is going to cook you your favorite thing. And Madeline says, what are you talking about, mom? And she said, look, he sent me a text message that he wants to cook you dinner. And then he included an eggplant emoji. Uh... <laughs> and she has to sit her mom and her aunties down and say, "Guys, okay, that's, that's not what I should means. not be going on
2: a date with this person to their house. Let's talk about internet safety 101 and emoji right. secondary languages." Okay. And that just made me love her and her
1: aunties even more. That's amazing. That they're really just like, "I found you a sweet boy who wants to cook you your favorite food." <laughs> she had to say, "No, you did not." you did not you 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 found someone that yes, is not you what found they a want person. to do good job You found a human so she goes on a blind date with this person
0: oh. in the real
1: like not to his house they go somewhere real and she accidentally kills him on their date um,
0: Oops. wait what
1: yeah so he so this is
0: not a whodunit murder like we know whodunit no 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 this is not a whodunit murder we know it's her
2: okay so
1: he kind of comes at her in a way that makes her feel uncomfortable
2: which and in self-defense she kills him let's just pause for a second if that's what's happening in the text strings leading up to this I'm kind of horrified she went out with him and I'm I'm not victim blaming especially because I think you need the plot and that's a great way to get into the plot yes but um Ooh, okay. In
1: this one versus arsenic and adobo, I don't, I don't hate the guy. Yeah. The situation isn't great. Mm. It, it's hinky. Yeah, it's more of a situational thing than a personal thing. Yeah. So she accidentally kills him, and then the next Whoops. day, she my is bad. Supposed sorry. To, right. Oops. My bad. It was self-defense. Don't come at me like that. Okay. But if you're reading it, it can be very easily be misconstrued as. Was he reaching for, you know, like what was he reaching for something? Was he, I don't know. Anyway, she kills him. And then the next day she is supposed to be catering a wedding with her aunties. Oh boy. And so they put the body in the trunk of the car. (laughs) And it's like weekend at Bernie's where they're like, what do we do with this body? People are going to catch us. We don't want to go to jail. What do we do? We're catering a wedding. There's a body. Where do we take it? Do we put it in the ice chest? Do we keep it in the trunk? Do we put it in the grass? And oh. we pretend it's a person in a chair. What do we do here?
0: That's okay. a lot to unpack. All right,
1: it then. It is. Okay. All right. But they are just the most supportive little group of hovering aunties that just want to make sure she's okay and not go to jail, but also do their job. Okay. And it, it's just hijinks. It's just hijinks on what to do for the rest of the book.
0: Okay. All right. It was a good so, time. Question Yes. The second book in the yes. series. Is it the same characters or is it a different set of main character with aunties?
1: I think it's the same character. Let
2: me check that. One. Are you? I haven't to, looked. Are you into... going to read the second book? Like, do you have a desire to? Oh read yes, the I'm going to go through
1: all of these. I super want to read it. Yeah. Okay. Because I like a good buddy comedy. Okay. But I like a supportive buddy comedy, not a drunk on the beach buddy comedy. Right. And this is a supportive buddy comedy where there's going to be some romance and everybody just wants to make sure everyone is okay. So the second one is titled, I just pulled it up right now. Oh, I was wrong. It's not B for C for D for, I'm sorry. I take that back. No worries. The second one is for aunties and a wedding.
0: Oh, that's okay. a bad pun. Yeah. It is a bad that's pun. A, that's a bad pun.
1: It is. Oh boy.
0: Oh.
1: But it's the same group of people. So we're okay. going from weekend at Bernie's to Four weddings and a funeral.
0: Yeah, they're working their way through all of the classes. They are,
1: yeah. And I'm all for it. I
2: am all for it. Okay.
1: Because I'm learning about other cultures and I like that in a good buddy comedy with a bunch of ladies. So there you go. Those are my cozy mysteries. And I I think they both fit into cozy mysteries. Even though one of them is more of a buddy comedy. I think it fits.
2: Okay, Nia, share with us what you have. So I, my first one is... Actually, a pretty classic cozy mystery. It's called Still Life by Louise Penny. Every time I
1: need a book, I think I should just dive in and read Louise Penny.
2: Yeah. Every single
1: time I need a book, I think I should just make it happen.
2: I think what happened is I found the series when one of the newer ones came out. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, this one looks kind of interesting. It has a ton of holds on the first book. Okay. So that was a little intimidating for me because I was getting in through the library at the time. So I've gone through the first I think two or three of the series, but it's the chief inspector Armand Gamache series. Doesn't she have a couple of series or is it just the one
1: that's super long?
2: This one has 18 of the main books plus several side books that are like half ones. And the 18th book just came out in 2022. So she might so, just have one super long series. Yeah. Okay. Because it's like 28 or 29 books, mm-hmm. but 18 primary for the series. So it's huge. Yeah. It is set in a little village in the Eastern townships outside of Quebec. So it's Canadian on top of being cozy. Oh, um, it, it's very, like, is it, it cozier? Is, it is pretty cozy. Yeah. Like you can read it and you're like, I feel like I'm in a warm blanket right now. That's how um, it should be. It is. And it's, you You really, really like the chief inspector. He's very down to earth. He's just like, okay, I'll go do this. He, you know, reaches out to his wife and lets her know I'm going to be out for a little bit. I'll let you know when I'm back. Here's where I'm going to be. I'm going to be gone for a few days because it's a little tiny village that needs a little extra help because people don't usually die in a little place called Three Pines but you have I these... really want Three Pines to be a
1: place I
2: haven't looked to see if it is from what I've heard about these
1: books I really want
2: to go there it's a, they're delightful books so you do have the chief inspector as one of the main characters you also have a well-known artist that's also as part of the main plot so you have a couple of different perspectives that shifts between as you're moving through the investigation learning about what is going on, what's like, what's the background of the person who died? What's the background? It's a really good mystery too, because it's a very well-known artist who might've been killed for something they put in one of their paintings. Oh, So it's a really neat premise. It's a a quintessential cozy. I mean, they're, they're nicely paced. It's like a nice walk through the forest. You're not a sprint, like a thriller, but you're not, you know, slogging through it either it's a nice pace it does pick up just a little bit
0: Ooh. i found the inspirations for three pines what? it's a you series a of places
1: <gasps> it's a series
0: of places um there it's a oh. series of townships
2: eastern yes. townships in canada
1: i feel like this needs to be put somewhere
2: in the sharing <laughs> that can i can happen. i can probably put this in the social media yes I can do that. I'm going anyway. to. You go asked, I delivered.
1: Thank you. Oh my gosh. There's three pines tours. Yeah.
2: I mean, this, this it was series, created a couple of years ago. It's a guided tour. <laughs> this series is so, so popular. It It's yeah. They're very quintessential cozy. It's you read them and it's the same pace of storytelling you have when you're just hanging out with your friends, having a cup of tea and they, the pace picks up a little bit more in the next two books but it's still nothing like a thriller speed. This first one is definitely has a world build feel as well as like, oh, we're just going to have this nice cozy thing as we get to know the inspector and- It's like a saunter down the the way.
1: Yeah. So do you think that Louise Penny
2: had planned on an epic series from the get-go? I don't know. I know some of the series I've seen, they tend to just, if you have a good character and you can come up with the plots- I mean, there's another series I didn't talk about called the Cat Who series, and that one has tons and tons of books in it. It is massive. So
1: I just wonder with the world building that she sets up and mm -hmm. the slow build of this book, I wonder if she did plan it as some
2: sort of lengthy series. I mean, maybe you can read the first one and it's a standalone. Oh, okay. it is absolutely oh. could be a standalone. Okay. Cool. So cool. if you're not sure, this is a mm-hmm. good one to jump in. I do think you probably need to read them in order, but I'm not hundred percent on that because I've not read them all because I ran into the wall of holds when I was going through them. Well, yeah, because there's 18 of them. Yeah. So every time a new book comes out, the hold list spikes. Yeah. These so are super, super popular. They're really popular. Yeah. But they're really nice. They're a nice one to pick up, especially if you're looking for one to go into the holidays. The first one is set you know, leading up to Thanksgiving. Mm. So this is a really good coming into the holidays book too.
0: Mm
1: -hmm.
2: American Thanksgiving or Canadian Thanksgiving,
1: October Uh, or
2: November. We have listeners from around the world. It's true. It I'm assuming it's for Canadians since it's sent in Canada, but so it's October. I'm just
0: double checking just, you know,
2: no, no, it's a very good question sake. Yeah. Because I would
0: also assume it's October, which creates more of the cozy feel because it's sweater mm-hmm. weather and it's not cold enough to be snow. And right. I don't know.
1: Pumpkins are still around and corn and All yams. The
2: They're not dead yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's farther north, so you are getting colder sooner. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that's my first one. Very like classic, very classic, classic, cozy mystery. Probably I would I have nothing to back this up on, but just based on the timing and how well it fits into the categories it does, I would almost say this is probably one of the books they used to define it.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's
2: a, that's a good argument to make. Yeah. I, I would agree. I wouldn't negate you.
1: Mm-mm.
2: So that's my first one. My other one is not classic. <laughs> this is not a classic cozy mystery. That's okay. I, I think it fits what you're looking for if it's the checks all the boxes of the violence doesn't necessarily happen in, it happens, you know, behind, closed it happens doors. behind closed doors there is no there's no sex and there's i don't remember there being swearing in this one mm-hmm. but that isn't necessarily something i would pick up on because i am not bothered by it unless it's very very yeah. prolific right and like takes away from the whole thing so this one is called sweet silver blues it is part of the Garrett files by Glenn Cook. This is a fantasy book. So feels very, it's a fantasy version of a cozy mystery. They're they're faster reads, like they're fluffy reads. There's not, you don't get bogged down in a lot of stuff, especially as a fantasy book, you can get bogged down in stuff. This one, you pick it up and you're like, he is a PI. That is what he is. So it kind of reads, (laughs) you could have a noir cozy mystery. It's a, it's like a a new RPI book. Like you picked up and you're like, okay, that's, that was the, the feel I got from it. I ate these like candy when I first started picking them up. They are really hard to track down library wise because the first one came out in 1990. Yeah. Um, I
1: was wondering how easy it is to get these.
2: So I ran into the wall of, I don't want to buy, I didn't want to buy them at the time I was checking out from the library. And so I hit the, what was available wall. So I only got through, I think the first four, but they were really good. So there's 14 primary books. There's a few outside of them, outside of the main set. Uh, And the last one came out in 2013. So they stretched for a little bit. Yeah. And I, the description for it is it should have been a simple job. But for Garrett, a human detective in a world of gnomes, tracking down the woman to whom his dead pal Danny left a fortune in silver is no slight task. Even with the aid of Morley, the toughest half elf around, Garrett isn't sure he'll make it out alive from a land where magic can be murder, the dead still talk, and vampires are always hungry for human blood. That sounds fun. Yeah. So
1: if you're not sounds fun. And I'm intrigued to see how it's not creepy.
2: Yeah, it's pretty. It is not a creepy book. Yeah, especially after some of the ones we talked about in our Halloween special. This one is very. It. We all know I have a thing for snark. <laughs> I love a snarky narrator, and boy, does this fit the bill. So if you're of looking course for a, leave like, it to you to find a book with snark, right? Yep. So if you're not a cozy mystery person, but you want a lighter ish, fluffy book this is a good one. Okay. Especially since I know we can't just have a bunch of female friends as well. Like we have to have the full gambit of genders that listen. So this is, this is not your, it's, it's good and it's light, but it isn't necessarily cozy in a traditional cozy sense, but does check all those boxes. So if you're looking for something that kind of scooches around, but still qualifies, this is a good one. I like if it. you can track it down. That is the only drawback to this one is if you're not planning yeah. on buying it, it might be a little harder to find, but it is worth it. So I, wonder I, did, if, I ate these like candy.
1: <laughs> I wonder if the next couple of years we'll start seeing cozy mysteries that are more of the male persuasion. Because
2: mm-hmm.
1: right now they're all very female focused.
2: Right. And I think yeah, that was the other Rose. thing I liked about the one I had is your, the main character is male. Oh yeah. So that right. is. Yeah, that's better. But as a rule like in the genre, they're not. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I mean, mm-hmm. if you think about it, when YA first came out as a genre, it was all female leads. Yes. Every protagonist was female. Still and then slowly. It's still very female heavy. But yeah, now there. if we were if we were to create a list and do, you know, male protagonist YA mm-hmm. as a theme for one of our chapters, we could actually do it. Whereas 10 okay. years ago we couldn't. There's no way yeah that's true but but that's that's a thing that can happen now so I think yeah because this is a fairly new subgenre yes uh, the majority of readers tend to be women according to a bunch of different stats and things I've read Mm -hmm. that said I think that it's because books are geared towards women and the more that we can make it inclusive the more that people will want to read and not feel like they can't find themselves in a book
2: yeah yeah I think it will change
1: I think Cozy Mysteries will will broaden in the next little bit because that's the life cycle of these genres. They it change. Is. Okay. Are we ready for trivia?
2: I think we are. Here we go. I'm, now I'm it's time. I'm ready to get trivial. <laughs> and you're dancing. Here we go. <laughs> I'm
1: ready to lose to Nia.
2: Oh, come on.
1: You might now not. it's time for our new trivialities <laughs> segment. I have a couple of trivia questions for Nia and Sydney, and we'll see how we do with them. Winner gets bragging rights. We've started taking notes on score. So here we go. Uh, And the satisfaction of knowing random trivia. And these are random. So are you guys ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's get trivial. You will get two points if you can call out the answer without needing options. But I do have a list of multiple choice that I can read out. And if you answer based on the multiple choice, you still get one point. Okay. Let's do it. This is the first time I'm hosting. With the trivia. The trivia. So this is your chance to pull ahead. I will be back to answer them eventually. So here we go. Ready? (laughs) Right now, where, how are we standing right now? What are the, what are the points right now? Right
2: now you are at seven. Okay. Uh, I am at five and Sydney is at three. Okay. Here we go. I'm making a comeback. I'm a comeback. You got this. You got this. All right. Here's the first question.
1: What happens on the autumn equinox? You mean like
0: weather? Yeah, I know.
1: (laughs) It's more, what does the autumn equinox mean? It's a Badly worded
2: question. I mean, it's usually the seasonal change where we go from, yeah, from a little bit warmer, we're from going from summer a to bit fall. colder. Like it's not really solstice where you have that longest and shortest time of the year, but yeah. Um, multiple I'm going to read the answers.
1: And you can tell me if I'm wrong because I am not good at coming up with trivia. So here are your options. She's just good at answering them. I'm just going to answer. We all have our skills. This is not mine. So again, the question is. What happens on autumn equinox? Okay. Okay. A, the number of hours of daylight and darkness is equal. B, the moon is at its fullest diameter in the month of September. C, the calendar has gone through exactly three quarters of the days of the year. Or D, all of the ghosts come out to play. I'm going to say C. Yeah, C. That is incorrect. B. That is also incorrect. Take it, A. Yes! (laughs) I'm yes. One they, of my skills though is wait. coming up with answers that sound very similar to the one that's correct. <laughs> that is one of my skills. So A was the A is the number the, of hours of daylight and darkness are equal.
2: Oh that okay. is the autumn equinox. That would make sense with the mm-hmm. equinox. So that's mm-hmm. what happens with the spring equinox. Yes. Oh, because equal okay. equinox. We're
1: equal again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: We can figure stuff out.
1: I'm really good at coming up with fake answers. Yeah. Well, I knew D was wrong. Good job. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, I just had to throw that in there.
2: I mean, a couple of them are for different times of the year. So they're not, yeah, yes. like, they're not they're, wrong. They're, they're just, yeah, they're, yes. the wrong
0: answer for this specific. Yes. Right. Which is why it seemed realistic.
1: Mm-hmm. So who got the point on that one? I so did got the point. And oh, that's what I thought. Okay. Okay. So, so you get four. a point. Good job. Yeah. One point. Okay. Next question Name the goddess of harvest. It's not
0: Demeter because she's the goddess of everything. Unless it is, are you thinking it's Demeter? Okay, so
2: I, which, which region are you going with? Because I don't know what you're going with
1: what the internet told me.
2: Oh, that is so, there, there are that's, that's, harvest that's a, goddesses all over the world. Oh, I know. Are you going with Greek goddess? Are you going with, with Roman or Roman going, goddess? Are you, are you sticking with Europe? Are you sticking with, there? oh, that is. I think we both just get a point. I, well, we I'm gonna give you. it to
0: Sydney.
1: I'm gonna give it to Sydney because Sydney said it's not Demeter because she's the goddess of everything, which is also so I'm gonna give it to Sydney. So what was the answer? That was the Demeter? answer.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh really? It's Demeter. Yeah. yeah. I should know that because my mind is. Because your thinking was, did yeah. get you there,
1: Sydney. And then we started thinking way too hard about this. What way too have, hard.
2: There's a lot if, when I was I looking know. for uh, for um Halloween stuff, a bunch of different like there was a specific oh, yeah. one for the trivia questions there came up and it's yeah 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 no sydney should get the two points yes. for that because she gets the two
1: points yeah. for that she does all right okay last question here we go the full moon closest to the autumn equinox is called what a harvest moon good job nicely done yeah that one I the options know. were blood moon harvest moon pumpkin moon and autumn moon the blood moon
2: is usually a different time what? of the year yeah, i know i just yeah. threw in some answers <laughs> yeah
1: i just threw in pumpkin because i like pumpkins no it's a good one yeah you get two points nia
2: good job
0: sweet i told you i was a comeback kid
1: you know we all have our strengths and sometimes it just takes a minute for that strength to come out
0: um my strength is overthinking my overthinking Mm -hmm. that's what i'm really good at
2: i'm the one that was like oh my gosh i have a book that's you know two or three inches thick of global goddesses that's that's oh Oh, if I but, had given oh. you the
1: answers, <laughs> if I had gone through the answers, you would have known.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If I had gone really? through the answers, you would have known. Because I very specifically chose, because I came up with the answers myself, I very specifically chose goddesses that you knew were not correct. That they were goddesses Hera, of all
0: things. Hera, Artemis. Mm-hmm. I did all of those.
1: Persephone, Hera. And what was the other one I chose? And Athena. Ah,
2: So you would have gotten
1: it if I had thrown out the other ones.
2: Yeah. Right. I almost
1: threw Hercules
2: in there just to be that person, but I didn't. Oh, it's so hard not to add extra snarky answers in there because I thought about that. I
0: know. I
1: know. I know.
0: I think we all like being sarcastic with one another.
1: We do. And hopefully
0: that's what our friends like about our show.
1: And if not hopefully by now you've realized that we are not for you <laughs> or you've gotten Please. used to us and how you enjoy Yes, it. or you've gotten used to us <laughs> but if you are this many chapters in and still questioning if we are for you or not recommend us to your friends and then there you go turn yep. us off mm-hmm. yeah
2: mm-hmm. yeah so that puts annie at seven or leaves annie at seven that puts me at seven and sydney at six i'm catching up
0: you are <laughs> i'm in a strong third place instead of a weak third place now I feel much better about my third placeness. You're I'm still sure. a bronze. Is it third
1: though? I mean, is it third or is it last or is I mean, it second? It's second. I mean, it's second.
0: Well, you guys are tied are- for first, so yeah, it would still so like second. the next medal would be a bronze. It would still be third. There should wouldn't yeah. be a second place, and we
1: just would get tarnished gold. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of gold, it's tarnished
0: now. I'd make you fight for who gets the gold, and then the other person would get the silver as like a (laughs) hand-me-down. Debate tournaments. Whenever we had ties, the kids would have to rock paper scissors for who gets the first place and who gets the other place that like that they didn't place, but it's the only one that they like because the medals are pre-made or the awards are pre-made.
1: Right. So it's not skill-based. Rock paper scissors to the death. Yikes! Sorry, you're welcome. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) well, thank you for indulging us in our trivia. We now know a little bit more about Harvest and a little bit less. Because Annie sometimes forgets that there are other cultures that may have deities also. So thank you, Nia, for reminding me of that. Sometimes I get a little Eurocentric. It's my superpowers slash rabbit
2: hole. So I spend a lot of time researching this. So that's... That's my jam.
1: So Sydney, what are you reading now? What are you picking up next?
0: So I am just getting ready to start a book called The King's Shadow, Obsession, Betrayal, and the Deadly Quest for the Lost City of Alexandria.
1: I'm going to guess this is nonfiction.
0: It is nonfiction because of the giant title. You're right. That's how I knew because of the subtitle. (laughs) <laughs> but the cover oh, is pretty. so incredibly it's pretty it drew me in and i it doesn't I look past like a non-fiction twice. book it does not no it looks like a fiction and it it caught my attention and i walked past it twice and i couldn't leave the store without it and i had to turn back around and go grab it because it was calling to me and we both know how much i love nonfiction when it comes to historical things so yes. i'm very excited to learn more about the lost city of alexandria and whatever it's going to teach me about. I want to learn.
1: I'm like 99 percent sure that's Egypt. Yeah. Alexandria. Yeah, but in Egypt, to right? be fair, to be
0: fair, there okay. were like over a dozen cities that were named Alexandria because of oh. the conquest and the time. Oh, um, yeah, that makes sense. So I mean the Library of Alexandria was in Egypt, yeah. But there right. are when the empire was expanding, there became a, a plethora lot. of Alexandrias because Alexandria we
2: do that here in the US. There's yes, several cities with the same names all mm-hmm. over the country. Mm-hmm yeah we're <laughs> really good I at coming live up
1: with dallas texas where was i born dallas oregon no kidding that's fun mm-hmm.
0: i think there's like a salem in every
1: <laughs> oh there's also a salem in oregon state? i lived outside of it
0: yep yeah. yeah well there's a salem in utah as well yes there is i think i think there's a salem in nearly every state in the continental u.s
1: texas might not have a salem
0: i did say nearly
1: we have a paris and
2: a rome yeah you do there's a paris idaho yeah i I feel like it's a human nature thing to be like no no we're gonna move somewhere and then name it the name we came from yes or york and new york Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep jersey Jersey, new jersey
0: Yeah, it's how we roll. That's what we do. So it sounds like a great book though. I'm excited. I'll let you know how how it goes.
1: Thank you.
0: I haven't started it yet. It's my next up on list. All right. Annie, what about you? So
1: I am reading The Inheritance Games by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. This was, I guess, really big on TikTok for a minute. It came out in 2020. And I guess book talk is a thing on TikTok where backlist titles have become popular again. Hmm. Uh, So I've been seeing it in bookstores. I don't know. So I picked it up. Book four is coming out in 2023. I have not started this book yet, but one of the reasons that I got drawn into it is because it sounds a lot like Ready Player One, Mm. where there is a competition and people are trying to Mm. gain the money. And I guess the person where the inheritance is coming from is a Texas tycoon, but not oil. Mm. Mm. Okay. So I'm intrigued to see what other inheritance could have come from Texas. Okay. And it's supposed to be fiction, fantasy-ish, you know, just trying to win to get the money. So I'm excited. It should be good. It's gotten a lot of buzz and it's very pretty okay so we'll see
2: how that goes nia what are you reading i am picking up a book called wicked bugs the louse that conquered napoleon's army and other diabolical insects (laughs) Uh,
1: why why would you pick that up
2: (laughs) i was in a spiral of reading about poisonous and venomous animals (sighs) and this one came up on the list and so i of course i had to check it out i wish it was an audiobook it is not so
1: that would be good audio. I
0: love um, your
2: spirals. You go in the weirdest <laughs> rabbit holes, and then we all true. get to benefit.
1: I've only known you for less than a year, and I look mm-hmm. forward now to what you are going to bring out of your spiral. <laughs> oh
2: thank you Um, (laughs) because i know it's gonna be good so this one i love the description for this it is uh this darkly comical look at the sinister side of our relationship with the natural world stewart has tracked down over 100 of our worst entomological foes creatures that infest infect and generally wreak havoc on human affairs Bugs.
1: why does it always have to be bugs yeah because you
0: know the
2: Indiana Jones
0: snakes.
1: except with snakes. why does it always yep. have to be
0: snakes? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah. I mean it there's it looks like there's hornets and flies and millipedes and bookworms that devour libraries. Oh, I'm sure there's mosquitoes in here. Oh yeah. Ugh. I mm-hmm. hate
0: mosquitoes I don't think anyone's like oh man I love mosquitoes they're the coolest no. bugs ever have you ever seen a mosquito that does this that was like, the I don't thing that's ever fallen out of anyone's mouth no. I think it
2: was one of the worst things when I moved out here is I was told there's mosquitoes that fly around during the day and at nighttime and I was oh, like gross. are you kidding me there's no escape there's no escape so yeah yeah it's I have to do a lot of bug spray because I'm allergic to mosquitoes so it makes life really miserable gross. But yeah. it looks like there's uh, it says with wit, style, and exacting research, Stuart has uncovered the most terrifying and titillating stories of Bugs Gone Wild. So I'm I'm super really excited, excited <laughs> for
0: you to read it. I <laughs> yeah. don't know that I could read it. It's I don't fair. know that I would, I don't, but I'm really excited to hear your summary so that I can still like gain knowledge without having to actually read it myself. See, this, it is Sydney, this is how
1: Sydney this is Sydney gains her trivia knowledge mm-hmm. is by listening to other people talk about books they have read because she She doesn't want to read about bugs and rats. I don't. But she still gets the trivia by listening to what they read. I'm a good listener. Yeah. Yeah. And it's encouraging people to read so you can gain from their knowledge.
2: Yep. And I'm assuming these are the chapter headers. They are, there's a couple recommended in here or listed in here that say she's just not that into you and fear no weevil. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So dang it. But I do love a good pun. Yeah. Dang it. I will, I will save the best punny headers for you. So there you go. That is what is uh, up on my docket. I'm super excited for it.
1: Wow. (laughs) Thank you for sharing. Oh, you're welcome. Friends. Thanks for listening to this chapter of the book stack. As we sign off, we'd like to leave you with some food for thought and we'll see you next time when we discuss epically epic titles from our stack. Remember you can follow us on Twitter at Bookstack Trio and follow us at Bookstack Trio on Instagram and Facebook to see a full listing of the books mentioned in our stack. If you read a book from this stack, let us know what you thought on social media. You can also find us on our website at bookstacktrio.com. I dropped the candies into the children's bags thinking you small mortals don't realize the power of your stories. Karen Russell, Vampires in the Lemon Grove.